Alexis. Mm-hmm. You're very concerned about lies and the truth. Yes. Is there a time in your past when you lied to somebody to get something you wanted? Yes. I lied to get in the school. Okay. Because I am not a registered student. Right, right. I did meet with the advisor to find this class. Mm-hmm. And I told them I was a student, but I was not. I snuck in here. So last time you mentioned that you believe that all magicians are liars and therefore you don't respect them. Uh, but if you're a liar, do you respect yourself? No. If you are that willing to lie to get at what you're searching for, why do you value the truth so highly? I will lie to accomplish a goal. Okay. But I will not lie merely for my own benefits. So all of you are in Stapleton's limo. The seats are immaculate black leather, and uh, the floor is a crimson carpet. An oak table runs the length of the cabin, uh, and its surface is given over entirely to a vast array of glass bottles sculpted into dazzling and exotic shapes, uh, and each filled with a liquid of a completely different color. As the car hits bumps and turns, the liquid in the bottle stays motionless. You find yourselves unable to focus on the view from the windows. You know that the scenery outside is unfamiliar, but for some reason you struggle to care. It's not clear how much time has passed, and, you know, your mind just kind of feels hazy as you're driving along. Uh, what are you doing? I'm sniffing uh, the various... You said there were, like, bottles of liquid on the table? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving them a sniff, seeing what's uh, what we got on the table, literally. I'll tell you what, give me an investigation roll. Alright, give me one second. That's 2d6, right? Yeah, 2d6 plus gen. I got a 9. Okay, uh, so I believe on a 9 you get to ask one of the investigation questions. Okay, I'm gonna ask what's hidden here, like, what's the good stuff? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, as you're sniffing around and inspecting each of these bottles, most of them have weird scents that you are not familiar with. Um, Great. Not necessarily off-putting, but the, uh, hmm, huh. Uh, you do manage to find just, like, a bottle of gin. It seems like just normal gin. Hell yeah, and I'm gonna get a glass and pour a tiny little drink for myself. Okay. <laughs> how much, how, how much does Sloane drink? Uh, uh Sloane uh, enjoys herself, okay? Alright, okay, yeah. that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just, I'm tr I was trying to decide if this is a situation where this is a normal thing for you to do, or if you're going to, like, take a sip and then immediately, like, bleh. Oh, out. no, the, yeah, this is, this is not the first time she has had gin. All um, right. Yeah. And this is a very stressful experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alexis, I remember last time you were very interested in the, S, the prospect of underage drinking. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, she's definitely checking all these out, wondering which one she's going to try first. I offer the bottle of gin to Alexis. Yeah, why not that one? Someone's <laughs> already tested it for me. Yep, delicious, <laughs> delicious alcohol. I'm, I'm loving it. Mm. I, I like that episode two, it, it took us two episodes to get to the teen drinking adventure. <laughs> uh, James, what about you? What are you doing? Uh, James is convinced that he's asleep. 
Okay. He's trying to make lucid dream stuff happen and is becoming increasingly frustrated with, with his failures. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ursa? You're sitting on a blanket that uh, Stapleton put down. Yeah, because I'm bleeding. Oh, yeah, you are bleeding. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying... So I'm trying to figure out, me, Fabi, if putting alcohol in your bleeding wound is good or bad. The internet says bad, but now I'm trying to figure out if Ursa would think it's good or bad to clean the wound with alcohol. The movies have told me it's good. Then Ursa's he's just like, just... Could, could you give me a bottle for... And points to the bleeding leg? Um, please? I, I pick the bright, most brightly colored bottle and I give it to her. Tell you what, why don't you give me a dredge the undertow roll? <laughs> me or... Uh, since, uh, since Sloane was picking it out, let's go with Sloane. Oh, Jesus, okay. Okay. So that's plus uh, biz, which is also zero for you. I'm just having a great time. It's another nine. All right, yeah, I think you kind of... It, the one you just intuitively reach for is kind of a glowing blue something or other. And yeah, uh, Ursa, you pour it on your leg, and uh, tell you what, recover one HP from that. Hey. Okay. I was gonna take. I was gonna look at it, see if it would kill me, then take a shot, then pour. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm at four HP now. Uh, I think upon hearing the liquid pouring out, Stapleton kind of looks through the window back at all of you. Goes, oh, y'all, come. Please don't make a mess back there. We've been very short on cleaning crew lately. I ignore him. I take another (laughs) shot of the bottle. Quentin, what are you doing up there? Up until that point, Stapleton had just been, like, clutching the steering wheel a little too tight. You could hear, like, his driving gloves creaking, and he's just, like, snidely whiplash giggling to himself. Just... Just that for you don't even know how long. I think Quentin's been observing him. He's he's got a coin out and he's doing the like coin trick thing with your fingers and he's with one hand and just kind of like, what's this guy's deal? Like <laughs> 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 well, like he's greased the point. Like I don't know if this is a threat or not. It was, it's you know, out or. He's definitely upset with this guy, the way this guy was treating one of his students. Like, oh, this animal put a towel down, really got at his goat. But other than that... Do you want to try to investigate him? Yeah. All right, yeah, go for it. Okay, seven plus my stats were on on the sheet. Uh, one. So, eight. So, yeah, that's an eight. So, yeah, you get get one question about about, uh, Stapleton. One question. Uh, what poses the biggest... Oh. Mm. What weakness can I exploit? What weakness can you exploit? Um, watching him, he seems... There's definitely something off about him. He looks human, but you he's definitely not human. There is a giddy, almost childishness to the way he is excited in a way that you... Kind of like before, you get the sense you can sort of push this guy around. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn takes Quinn smile. Quinn just keeps looking at him and like smiles a little bit, doing the coin back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> the limo continues to drive for some uh, amount of time. It's difficult to say how much, especially because now you've had some drinks. <laughs> That's not made your perception of time better. Eh. 
the limo eventually pulls up in front of a gigantic fountain. The fountain is probably bigger than any buildings in Gibsonburg. Uh, and it drives past that to a gargantuan mansion uh, the size of, like, a skyscraper. Imagine, like, Luigi's Mansion, except gigantic. So, like, Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, vines of ivory flow down from the mountain, the mansion's countless windows, and each story of the house is marked at the corners with a stone gargoyle the size of a car. After Stapleton has finished getting you out of the limo, uh, oh well, I'm, I'm getting ahead because of how I wrote these notes, he stops the limo and uh, steps out and opens your door, Quentin, and then moves to open the back door for the rest of you and kind of bows and gestures with one arm towards the front door of the mansion. Who wants to go first? Uh, James will go ahead and step out first. He's feeling a little car sick. I think he's going to um, uh, step out. He's going to see the mansion, and he's going to whistle. I, I can't whistle in real life. I'm sorry. But he's going to whistle and be like, wow, nice digs. What a, what's, what's the deal with this place? Welcome to the estate. <laughs> Who's estate? Did I ask that already? I think I asked that already. You did. You did. <laughs> he uh instead of answering your question he runs off and runs up the stairs to the front door of the mansion and opens it and bows again he's a fun guy i discreetly as discreetly as i can um take the bottle of gin and put it into my bag respect <laughs> <laughs> and one for the road but the last one was one for the road no that was one on the road I'm glad that Sloane has her priorities straight. Uh, Alexis has definitely overindulged a bit and is kind of stumbling out of the limo and braces her weight against James to not fall on her ass. <laughs> uh, Quentin turns to them and like, wait, are you y'all haven't been underage drinking, have you? Professor, we have been underage drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure if you remember, Ty. Uh, Quentin did give them explicit instructions last time not to drink anything from the Fey folk. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, James James hasn't had a drop. Gonna just say that, so... To be fair, Ursa says, I am bleeding. Oh. Huh. Wow. Yeah, you are. Ugh. Okay, um... First of all, thank you, Alexis, for your honesty. I don't give a fuck, to be honest. I'm gonna be real with you. Like, oh thank God, we're we're so in this. Like, that's whatever, <laughs> whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah. What are we in exactly? That's the thing. I don't fully remember either. I just, I think about this place, and I remember. I just say, be careful. We uh, we gotta stick together. Do you not remember because of limo drinks? <laughs> he like. Gets wistful and like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not today. Mike, what if this is his ha- this is how James and Alexis first met, and our part of your bond to me is that you you kind of feel like you have to be my DD and watch over me. All right, sure. I'm d- I'm down with that being a a bit of a thing. 
Yeah, you just you just happen to to end up in a small class with like the one guy on campus who's fucking straight edge or something. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. You know what? That's how that sounds like a Great. fun thing. I'm gonna go ahead and make that a canonical part of my character. Yeah. Stamped cannon. Yeah, you got the X's on yeah. your fists. He, he stopped drawing them after he got out of high school, but they're there in spirit. Please tell me your Eidolon will have X's on its fists. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um although but I guess Quentin responds, he's like, Alright, we're in a we're in an interesting place where you guys have a lot of options for what you're going to choose. You have a lot of power here. Um, it's important. You know what? Good on you for not listening to me, because you need to find your own path. I'll support you, but I can't tell you what you're looking for and what you need. Let's go. That might be the most insightful thing you've said as a professor so far. Was that insight or abdication of responsibility? It can be both. Uh, just be careful. This place sucks. All right. Uh, and yeah, are you heading inside? I guess, yeah. Yeah, sure. As you head in. The interior of the mansion doesn't match how it looks outside at all. Uh, there's a black and white checkerboard floor that's intercut with a strip of velvet red carpet, the same as the limos, which carves a meandering, zigzagging path around the foyer. Uh, bold colors and loud patterns coat the walls, and while it seems like the design should clash, they somehow blend together seamlessly. It's unclear which objects in the room are meant to be furniture and which are meant to be pieces of sculpture. It feels as though you've stepped into some combination of a postmodern painting, a vaporwave album cover, and a 1960s style fuck pad. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, on closer inspection, small grooves are carved into the floor everywhere, going off in every direction and even up the grand staircase in front of you. In the middle of the foyer is a woman who is dressed in a frilly dress that matches uh, Stapleton's chauffeur uniform, but her clothing is probably the least noteworthy thing about her. While her right leg is wearing a stocking, her left leg is exposed, and it looks like the same material that mall mannequins are made out of. The leg narrows down into a thin, lever-like shape at the ankle where it disappears into one of the floor grooves. The top quarter of her body looks like it was cut off and replaced with a marble bust of an elegant woman, with large baby doll eyes inserted in the sockets. Jointed artificial arms hang off the sides of the bust base in a way that doesn't quite match how arms are attached to a human body. Uh, her arms and her right leg are completely limp, and there's a slump in her posture as though her weight is entirely supported by the mannequin leg attached to the track. And that turns out to definitely be the case, as there is a mechanical whirring as she approaches you and immediately loses her balance and falls onto the floor with a loud thud. Her body kind of twisted over as her stone head and doll eyes clack around inside of it and look up at you. Welcome to the estate. My name is Joanna. I am the head butler here, and it is an honor to have you with us. Uh, James screams, uh, jumps back, and completely forgets that he was the one uh, keeping Alexis balanced, and just, just <laughs> jumps back a few feet. <laughs> Sloane takes a swig of the chin. Ursa just waves. Hey. Alexis, with uh, with uh, James like not supporting your weight, do you fall over? Oh yeah, definitely. As you fall over, uh, this woman uh, says like, "Oh dear, that is so incredibly polite of you to come down to my level, but that is not necessary. Please gather yourself up. Do you have a coat I can take?" Uh, her mouth is not moving when she talks. By the way, great. 
cool. Much better. Is any part of her moving when she talks? She seems like she's breathing, but other than that, she is completely limp. Uh, what is her name again? Didn't she say Joanna, or did I imagine that? She, yeah, her name is Joanna. Alexa says to Joanna, Joanna, do I detect a hint of old Dixie in your accent? Oh, I suppose that might be the original origin of my particular manner of speaking, but it's, of course, a little more complicated than that in these parts. Uh... What are these parts? Oh, my good sir, you are of course in the estate, and I'm sure all of your questions will be answered forthwith, but I actually must insist you follow me, for our master is waiting to see you. Does your master have a name? Oh, of course, our master, the great Ron Wee. (laughs) Is that, like, on? Oh, my God. (laughs) That's that's Sloane's reaction, by the way. <laughs> I mean, my name is Ursa. Names are a little bit weird down here. Yeah, it makes more sense now. I would not deign to keep Mr. Ronwee waiting. It wouldn't bother him because nothing does. But I would still be very rude, so I must insist you come along with me. And uh, that whirring starts again, and she's like dragged by her foot along the tracks towards an elevator off to the side of the room. Huh. Okay, then. James! Alexis yells from the floor. Help. <laughs> I I pick... I help... Well, I tried to pick Alexis up. I don't know if she let me. <laughs> Thank you, Ursa. Okay, so the bear's... Car- the bleeding bear is carrying you. Oh, like, over your shoulder? Uh, J- James... James will... We'll we'll take we'll take Alexis. You sure you got it? Yeah. You are kind of bleeding. Huh. That, that's me explaining it. I should be clear that James does not refer to himself in the third person. <laughs> are you sure? Listen, I'm willing to give my character some weird quirks. That's not one of them. That's beyond the pale. Hey, uh, Professor, any, any of this ringing a bell? I think that would be pretty hard to forget. I like cross my arms and like tap my head. Um. Out of character. Yeah. Does this... Have I arrived somewhere that I've been before? Dredge the undertow for me. (laughs) Oh, great. I'm great at that. (laughs) Oh. Um, well, uh, ten minus one, so nine. Um, you have been in this mansion before. You get the... You know that... uh, You know that you've been here... But you're pretty sure it didn't look like this. Uh, the name Joanna also rings a bell for you. And looking at her, you have a vague impression that she also didn't always look like that. And you might be part of the reason why she does. Oh, no. Ooh, okay. You know, this place looks familiar, but a lot of places look familiar. I've been mm. a lot of places. Let's go see what's going on here. <laughs> He kind of looks down. Uh, I've never been here, right, Luke? Uh, no, you have not. Cool. As Joanna reaches the elevator door, she kind of, like, hits the brakes on whatever is dragging her along hard enough to fling herself up into an upright position and just kind of fall onto one of the buttons outside the door. Most elevators just have two. This one has, like, eight And the doors open up and reveal that the inside of the elevator is just coded in different numbered buttons. Oh, no. Oh, uh, (laughs) like, coded, like, the floors and ceilings as well? Like, the entire wall and ceiling, uh, and yeah, I think even some buttons on the floor are just, 
It's all just elevator panel. Did my camera get messed up by the water? Uh, I think it's more fun if it didn't, so let's say no. It was weird magic water, so. I'm going to take a picture of this elevator. This looks really cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm, you know what? Actually, you take the picture, and uh, as, like, the Polaroid comes out, it, like, doesn't ever develop. Uh, still dealing with this. Yep, yeah, I'm not even going to try my phone. Uh... Quentin is looking a little bit nervous looking at Joanna and feeling that it may be his fault as she struggles to do these things. Yeah. Um, he pulls out a vape pen. Uh, <laughs> and he tries to, tries to use his vape pen and it's broken. And now he's just in the background trying to fix his vape pen. I offer the bottle of gin to Quentin. <laughs> uh, Joanna says, please watch your step as you step into the elevator. Don't try to step on any of the buttons. What, uh... What button should we press? Oh, I can take care of that, darling. Don't you worry. And uh, she kind of like, again, moves into the elevator. The track kind of transfers onto the elevator floor. And um, sort of through the gap, you can just see kind of the little motor underneath the floor that she's being pulled along by. Uh, And she, again, flings herself with surprising accuracy into exactly one button. You're a, you're a real professional. Doing doing great, Joanna. Oh, I thank you kindly for saying so, sir. I do try my best. Uh, which button did she press? Does the uh what button did she hit? Like what what number was it? The button is labeled uh 17DR. Mm. And what direction do we feel the elevator moving in once it goes? Uh, whew, like all of them? Mm. So what you're saying is there's no earthly way of knowing. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, uh, Joanna, quick question. Yes, anything. Um, when's the last time you had visitors? Oh, it has been so long, I do not know if I could surely say exactly when. Mm. Uh, and I do must apologize as well. We have had uh, a shortage of staff in the estate lately. Just about as long as we've had a shortage of visitors, uh, many of the rooms are in a sad state of repair at the moment. I don't like the correlation between staff and visitors, but okay, sure. Oh, I think that's just a coincidence. Okay. Uh, the elevator dings. Just, ah, yes, here we are, the 17th drawing room. Please see yourselves inside. I would gesture towards the door, but I am incapable of doing so. All right, well, th- thank you. Thank thank you, Joanna. Uh, and then James is going to turn to the rest of the group and whisper, What's a drawing room? <laughs> It's the room where you do art. Come on, everyone. <laughs> so I guess we, I, I mean, I, I just walk out. Of, I want to get the fuck out of that elevator. <laughs> yeah, uh, you step out. This room is decorated very similarly to the foyer. Again, that like vaporwave slash Austin Powers fuck room kind of vibe to it. Uh, there's a large panoramic window, though, that is overlooking a gray ocean and an equally gray sky. You are very certain the mansion was not, like, on a beach when you were outside. Mm. There is a large table with uh, a giant platter of grapes of all colors. Like, normal grape colors, but, you know, all of them. Oh, sick. Kind of covering the entire table, and on the far end of the room, sitting in an overstuffed chair is a man in a rumpled, unkempt suit. Uh, His five o'clock shadow uh, and the dark rings under his eyes stand in sharp contrast to his pale, sickly skin. A cigarette hangs dangerously from his lips, seeming like it'll slip out of his mouth at any moment. 
ash is just kind of collecting on his slumped over tummy. He does not move or or do anything to recognize you. Imagine, you know that uh, Weapon of Choice music video? Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Imagine that's the pose he's in. <laughs> uh, are there any visual indicators that he's alive? Uh, again, I think you can probably see him slowly breathing. Um, and after a moment, he does say, uh, please have a seat. Make yourselves comfortable. Thank you. Uh, is there, there furniture in the room for us to sit on? Yeah, there, there's some, there's like a couch and some chairs all situated around the table. Okay. Uh, James is going to grab a handful of grapes and then sit down. Okay, yeah. Uh, as you grab them, he just says, yes, please, if for some reason you want to stave off the sensation of hunger, if that is something you still prioritize, feel free to partake. Is that not something you prioritize anymore? I don't prioritize anything. Been there. <laughs> uh, that's 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 uh that's real interesting though. What's what what's your name, my guy? I am Ron Wee. <laughs> <laughs> James, are you eating a grape? Sure am. Uh, you pop a grape in your mouth and bite into it, and uh, you can immediately tell. That something is wrong. Oh, um, <laughs> oh no. It's very gross and like <laughs> slimy. Is it rotten? Uh, if you spit it back out, you will see that um, egg white and egg yolk is coming out of the grape. Oh, that. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, we uh, shouldn't eat anything. James is just going to frantically spit it out and try to like scrape his tongue off with his fingers and just gag and cough. Ron Wee picks his head up slightly and uh, turns his gaze towards you, Quentin, and says, uh, To the extent that I am capable of experiencing surprise, it does uh, surprise me to see you darkening my door again. I'm sorry, again? (laughs) Quentin? Quentin is like, he's not full on having a panic attack, but he's like heavy breathing. Okay. Um, can I get a can I get a cigarette off of you? <laughs> of course. Uh, he leans forward slowly. The ash that was collecting on him just kind of falling onto the chair and the floor, and he, like every motion he makes feels laborious uh, and strained as he reaches into his breast pocket and pulls out a box of cigarettes and uh, just sort of smoothly glides them across the table towards you. Quentin takes one and. Uh, tries to light it, but the lighter was also in the ocean with them. <laughs> a, 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 a lighter, I guess, a lighter as well. Joanna. Uh, Joanna is like suddenly next to you, like, uh. Uh, and she is like barely <laughs> propped up with just a lighter balancing on the base of the bust that makes up her upper torso. His trembling hand lights the cigarette, and he fuck. He starts smoking it too fast. He's like, <sighs> yeah. As soon as you grab the lighter, Joanna collapses and you like hear the thud of marble hitting marble. And then she's just gone. <laughs> yeah. This is for the, for the students. This is the most troubled you've seen Quentin ever. <laughs> he's like the, the mask is dropped. He's like freaked out. Uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance again. Is it? I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he nervous laughs. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. 
What have you come for? Come? Um, I would say we're summoned. We were, yes, summoned by a call. Were you the one who called us? I believe you must be mistaken. It was you who called us for a limousine. No, when I picked up the phone, it was an automated... It just said, hey, the limo's coming. Then it would seem that we have reached a contradiction of realities. Great. Now that you are here, what do you want? Uh, mostly to know what's going on. He, he kind of, like, looks at you, James, and, like, he, like stares right through you. Something about his gaze, even though it is so dull and lifeless, it feels extremely piercing and judgmental. And uh, he asks you, how old are you? I, I, put, I try and stop James. I'm like, he's not a cop. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> um, uh, 19? Then in perhaps another... 10 to 20 years, you might understand that it would take another 10 to 20 millennia for you to truly understand what is going on. Alexis raises her hand uh, from the floor where she has transferred because it's more comfortable than the chair. (laughs) And uh, she asks, uh, Mr. Ron Wee, sir, can I I at least ask where your your butler's from? (laughs) Her accent is, is, I I just, I know it, but I can't place it. (laughs) Uh, He uh, looks at you on the floor and just kind of stares at you for a moment. You can see him kind of like take a puff of his cigarette. uh, And then he turns to uh, Quentin and says, I don't believe that... Underage drinking is something that is condoned where you come from. I put the ba- a bottle back in my bag as <laughs> stealthily as I, I can. Say, are, are we in the jurisdiction of the United States? Here? Exactly, Alexis. You are not in any jurisdiction but mine. Okay, do you have your own laws about drinking? You have drinking laws? I don't particularly care other than I don't care to entertain a drunk. Wow, okay. Though I don't care to entertain the sober, either. They're just a little buzzed. Is there any... Do you care to interact with anyone? He uh, he stops and just kind of, like, stares. I think his head kind of lilts to see out the window at the ocean for an uncomfortably long time. And then uh, he just says, No. Great. Productive. Quentin, if you have no business here, then you should leave as soon as possible. When he says business, Quentin's hand stops shaking. He's like, well, actually. (laughs) And the tone which he says, well, actually, should trouble people. Mm, Professor? I got this thing going on the other side, and I would really like to keep that thing going, if you know what I mean. I understand the words you said, but I truly do not understand why you would want to (laughs) it's uh it's comfortable um i like it here of course of course i remember yes comfortable i remember i think i knew comfortable once but i suppose you decided 
that your comfort was more important than mine the last time you were here. I think I used to be quite angry with you, Quentin. But I suppose I'm not anymore. Good. I'm glad we have come to terms. I am sorry about what I've may have done in the past with other people I may have come here with. I'm glad we can put that all behind us. Um, hey, uh... By the way, thank you for these. Hey, Teach, what what are we putting behind us, exactly? The past! <laughs> we are putting the past behind us, and we are looking towards the future. Listen, this is an opportunity. Like he said, what do you guys want? You have the power to change the world, and we should go back to the world and change it. With the power that lies in you. All right, well, great lesson, everybody. This has been an excellent field trip. I'll arrange a room for you to stay the night, and we will drive you back in the morning. Uh, <laughs> Professor, you seem really freaked out to be here, but it might help if you talked about it. Yeah. <sighs> when I was a kid, like, well, not a kid, around your age, so roughly ten years ago, we came down here and... I don't remember a whole lot. I know we raised a lot of hell. Uh, I did everything I could to take care of my friends. I think. I think. Yes. You're wrong. But continue. <sighs> Sometimes you make mistakes, and I don't fully remember the details of those mistakes, but you don't make an omelet without breaking a few. And then I look at jo Joanna and Ron. Breaking a few eggs. Huh? All right. Let's all get some sleep. Uh, yeah, Joanna, as you say that, you realize that Joanna has suddenly appeared in the room again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Quentin just kind of takes it in stride. Uh, and she goes, absolutely, well, I can guide you to your room right away, please. And she, uh, kind of throws her whole body to gesture you towards the elevator. Okay, then. Okay, I'll go with the elevator. I mean, I, I had I had plans for tonight, I think, depending on what time it is, but all right. Yeah, it was not nighttime when you, like, picked up the phone, but it sure is now, here. It's also beach time, and it wasn't beach time before, so. Yeah. I mean, it's always beach time somewhere. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, Joanna uh, ushers you back into the elevator and hits a different button. And uh, as the elevator is moving, she says, Now the estate is quite large and labyrinthine. Without an expert guide such as myself to show you the way, it is quite easy to get lost. I would advise strongly against going anywhere without a guide. Hey, Joanna, can I ask you a question? Most certainly. I'm at your service. How does how do Ron and uh, Mr. Brooks know each other? Uh... Joanna's, like, stone head just kind of, like, stops moving on the ground, and her doll eyes kind of swivel towards you, and then swivel back towards Quentin, and says, Oh, my goodness, it would not be proper for me to speak on the master's business. I don't really even fully know. Uh, but even if I did, I could not divulge that type of information. Okay, can you tell, like, does professor have like did you and him interact like you guys got a history uh her yeah the the stone head kind of rolls over to look at quentin more clearly yeah oh my goodness <laughs> quentin brooks yes i do remember having you as a guest here previously <sighs> yeah yeah it's he does like a 
It's me, ta-da, kind of thing with his arms. It's your, it's your guy. Yes, it's your boy. Yes, oh, what? what? What'd you say? I said, it's your boy, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Quentin. <laughs> well, it is truly wonderful to have you back. You know, now that I think about it, I believe you were one of our final guests until now. Yeah. <laughs> Hi there, it's me, Luke, here to interrupt this episode to plug the Patreon. Uh, last time I wrote like a script for this and read it because it is kind of hard to just say all of this off the top of your head, and uh, it's difficult to like, I don't know, keep the energy up when you don't have someone to bounce off of, but I don't know, that sounded stiff and awkward, so I'm just freewheeling it this time. You should go to patreon.com slash playtest and eh, kick us like, a little bit of money, why don't you? Uh, for a dollar a month, you get every episode of Idol on Pop and Idol on Rock a full month, or full month, god, no, a full week early. Uh, for three dollars a month, you get uh, a bonus monthly podcast where me and Molly talk about the design of the game and talk through some uh, design challenges that we're facing. Uh, you also get to see my GM notes from each session as they go up. And for $5 a month, you get immediate access to the current draft of Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, the game that we play on this show. Uh, the one that me and Molly made, and that we talk about on the $3 episode. I'm losing my momentum here. Need to just keep powering through. Uh, we just put up uh, the second draft of the game. Just a few little tweaks. Um, but yeah, you should get on that if this sounds good to you. Um, also, at $5 a month, uh, I'll shout you out on the podcast during the ad break here. Speaking of which, shoutouts to Rosalind Garrow, NM, August, Morgan Spade, Eli Marone, Jay Baker, Mitch Graham, Jacob Hathcock, Jeff Dorman, Lambda, Phil Nightinger, Dylan Lee, Evan, Lucentia, Virgil Purcell, Liam Conlon, Ryan Ball, Ellen, Will Helms, Stub5678, David, and the Z Mage. That list gets longer every time I have to read it, and that's the coolest thing. Uh, I thank you so much for uh, subscribing and uh, supporting the show. Um, like I said before, all the money we're making off of the Patreon is going into uh, the game to pay for illustrations and layout work, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, thanks so much for helping us out with this. Um, if you uh, can't afford to subscribe, I totally understand. Um, but maybe tell your friends about us. That would be awesome. Um, as of the time I'm recording this, this show is now available on iTunes, so that's cool. And it will hopefully be available on Spotify within a day or two, once we get some weird uh, kinks worked out in that stuff. Uh, so you can subscribe to us there or recommend us there. Um, maybe give us a rating and review on one of those platforms. You know what? We're not actually on iTunes yet, I don't think. We're still in the approval process, but keep an eye out. We're going to be there soon. Uh, by next week, for sure. Anyway, uh, you know what? I feel like I'm always racing the clock to get all of the credits read at the end of the episodes uh, before the ending music runs out. So I'm just going to go ahead and read off our music credits right now. This episode used the tracks Ad Biss by 148... 123 by Costa T, Cosmic Relevance by Unheard Music Concepts, Brass Burrow by KG House, Cactus by Nocturnum, Come and Get Me by Roz Cole, 
Strength of Knowing by Jesse Spillane, and of course our theme song, Party Crasher, by Maxie Knightley, uh, who is on Idol on Rock. Um, yeah, and you can find links to all of those songs in the show notes. Anyway, that is enough for me for now. I'll see you later, bye! The door dings and uh, opens up into a long, winding hallway. The baseboards are very grimy. Um, there's, like, heavy dust in the air. And as Joanna wheels along to guide you through, she goes, Now, again, I do apologize. We have not had a cleaning crew for some time. And, well, unfortunately, it is starting to show. Uh, there's only a few staff members here in the estate these days. And we do our best to keep it clean. But it is a large facility that we simply cannot keep up with ourselves. And she, yeah, leads you through the hallway towards a door and you actually recognize it the door looks like the door to quentin's classroom uh and she goes ah here we are this room will be perfect for you yeah it will thank you so much joanna it's so great to see you again for so long i hope you're doing great it seems you're 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 going along yeah uh, but yeah good good to catch up with you oh it, it was truly a pleasure to serve you once again sir and if you need anything throughout the evening please do not hesitate to call for me all right bye-bye and i open the door for the students to get in hey, we're all we're all in the same room yeah we don't we don't get different rooms uh a- as the door opens joanna is gone and that hallway now looks exactly like the hallway at the school. Oh, Christ. And, Quentin, when you open the door, you can see, uh, sitting behind... It looks like your classroom, and, uh, sitting behind your desk is a skeleton. Fun. Ah! Hey, probably nothing ominous about that. Let's all take a a seat. (laughs) Uh, sorry, Professor, I'm not going in the skeleton room. That's not happening. I don't know if we have other choices. I'm so I've never been here, but I would assume that this mansion is full of skeleton rooms. Oh, that is the worst sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like it's like I always say, go with the skeleton you know versus the skeleton you don't know. You have never once said that before. <laughs> you hear a weird crunchy squishy sound coming from ah. uh, a dark corner of the classroom. It's it's darker in here than it is in uh in the real world. I hate crunchy squishy is a terrible combination. Oh yeah, uh-huh. Um anyone else in Anyone else hear that? Is that another skeleton? What's going on? Probably nothing. (laughs) I mean, probably something, but we'll deal with it, I guess. I pull out my phone and I turn on the flashlight. (laughs) Yeah, alright, yeah. Uh, You look over and there there were two dead cockroaches in the corner Uh. of uh, this classroom uh, this morning when you were in the real one. And they are... In this corner, too, and they are twitching and getting back up. Ah. Are they the same size? Um, they were a second ago. Oh, dear. Mm, that's not good. So they got smaller, right? Uh, that's what I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the two, I'm sorry, three, no, mm, four, five, the five cockroaches, uh-huh. they, there must be. No, there's five. I'm counting them. 
uh, are slowly getting bigger until they are the size of, uh, like, a large dog. James is screaming again, and he is running to as far uh-huh. the opposite end of the room as he can. Do they seem to be hostile? Yeah, they are coming towards you at the very least. We should, we should go. I huck the bottle of gin. <laughs> Good, yes! <laughs> okay! <laughs> Uh, I guess give me a bombard roll. Oh, shit. Hold on. That's a five? You rolled a five? Yeah, and then plus elegant. I think I have plus one elegant. Uh, you have minus one elegant. No, negative one. Minus one, So that's a four. (laughs) Well, mark XP, so that's good. You throw the bottle of gin at the closest one, and it smashes over its head. Uh, and it does not seem to accomplish anything but to draw its attention towards you, and it is now, uh, uh, rushing directly at you. Chit, 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 chit. I, I lunch at it with my bear claws, which I have, because I'm a bear. Okay, uh, yeah, roll the scrap. Okay. Uh, that's a six. Well, two, three, two, plus, oh Oof. no, that's actually a five. God. I have a superpower. <laughs> Getting a lot of experience, uh, assuming I understand how this works. Yeah, yeah, Mark XP. Um, I should defend my students. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Ursa attacks one of them, uh, and it... Uh, how do cockroaches even... You know what? They got mandibles. I don't care. They're shadow monsters. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, take two damage for me, Ursa. Great. Great. I'm at two HP. I'm bleeding way more. All right, I'm fucking. I'm gonna run up <laughs> and actually, no. What I'm gonna fucking do is I'm gonna run up and try and get between Ursa and the cockroach and throw my cigarette on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. You light. Don't you have a magical creature? Li- <laughs> Lesson number one: light the liquor bottle before you throw it, idiot. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, Quentin, go ahead and give me a bombard roll. Let's go. That's, uh, plus elegant. Here we go! You know what? <laughs> what would be the funniest thing for me to say? I got two ones. <laughs> God! <laughs> I think just, I think it's just the line where you just call her an idiot, and then you immediately eat Who's shit. the idiot now, yeah, dipshit? You're, <laughs> you're rearing back to throw the cigarette, uh, at the one that got doused, when another one just tackles you. Take two damage. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> Uh, uh, Alexis, what are you doing? Uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely surveying exits in the room. What kind of stuff do we have there? Um, there are windows in the real, uh, classroom that are not here. Also, the door's gone. Okay, so we're completely trapped in here. There's no escape. You're boxed in with five cockroach monsters. Ooh, and I'm intoxicated. Uh... And okay, (laughs) just out, out of, out of character again, do I have access to my, my Eidolon? Is it unsealed? I mean, you used it before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, in the heat of battle, I am like, uh-huh. I fucking realize what's at stake, and I'm like, okay. <sighs> no. Okay. I make a dump. I try and make a dump pose with this thing off me. I try and push this off me and say, I've settled on Eidolon! Um, nothing happens. Oh, come on. Uh, and you suddenly, but you can feel your Eidolon's presence in the room. Uh, coming from where that skeleton is. Great. Super. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna frantically look around the room. Uh, can I try, like, an investigate roll to see if I can figure out, like, what all's... Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's 2d6 plus 2. Oh, God, that's a terrible roll. I got a 5. I don't... Uh, you can push yourself if you want to. Uh, what does it cost to push myself? Oh, yeah! Uh, okay. one overdrive. Is that like, uh... And you have two overdrives. Sure, I'll do that. What's that do? Uh, re-roll your, the lower of the two dice. Okay, and that was, uh... Alright, that was a one, so let me... <laughs> got another one! <laughs> God! Alright, well that advances the Phantom Clock, which I believe is up to... I gotta double check last episode, it's either up to three or four now. You don't even have Eidolons yet. All right, yeah, um, you, g- go ahead and ask me a question, but you're not going to like the answer. Okay, um, what's the most interesting question I could ask then? Uh, who's in control? As you are looking around the room, um, you kind of hear a laugh suddenly coming from the, the darker back of the classroom, and a man laughing, just not, not like an evil laugh, just kind of like a... <laughs> <laughs> um, steps out and you, all of you recognize him as that guy that showed up and grilled Quentin about whether he actually works at the university oh no <laughs> except he there's something about him there is some kind of energy he is putting out that doesn't seem right bad vibes yeah he's giving out bad vibes and uh, he just says oh, oh geez, geez what, what a dump this room is, is. Uh, I, I mean, at this rate, we may as well just tear this whole building down and sell off the land. Good. Uh, and yeah, he's like not really paying attention to you as uh, James, a cockroach, dives onto you. Uh, oh, shit. Um, uh, okay, James is going to just keep screaming and he's going to try and kick the roach away from him. Uh, the, the guy turns to you, James, as you're screaming and goes... Oh, sorry, sorry, could you, you keep it down? down? I'm trying to think here. I'm trying not to die! I don't, I don't care. While, while this is going on, I go to Ursa, and they've got hurt pretty bad. Like, how? what's your HP at now? My HP is at 207. Okay, so I, I rush over to Ursa and kind of protect her, and I say, Okay, I don't know what's going to go down here, but I need to let you know. You can't just, like, let people... You can't sacrifice yourself for everybody. You're important, too. Like, you um, need... Yeah, but y'all are people. Um... No! Don't do that! And I, like, get angry. I'm like, don't do that! Like, I have a memory of, like, Quentin doing this when he was in college. Like, no, I'll take care of it. Oh, I got it. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no! You matter! And you're important! And your friends, if they're real friends, will take care of you! You hear me? We stick together, guys. Wow, that's stupid. She's not important. None of you are. See, I'm less likely to believe it coming from him. So, thank you, Professor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Um, hold on. That that was the the shithead, like, business guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I go, hey! And I throw my phone at him. (laughs) Okay, yeah, uh, it kind of bounces off his head. And he's just like, ah, Jesus, what the hell? Yeah, Sloan, don't talk about my friend that way. As it hits him, uh, Sloan, you hear a push notification come through on your phone. (laughs) Shit! (laughs) (laughs) I gotta know what it is. Tweet got a like. (laughs) Sloan is like really considering running to get her phone. (laughs) I mean, are you gonna? Do it, that would be badass. Yeah, okay. 
Give me a beat the odds roll. Uh, that's probably going to be elegance to get past all the oh, cockroaches. Shit. Okay. And you can you can reroll the dice with overdrive. <laughs> Wait, can you always do that? Yeah. Well, that is. I rolled eleven, so that's a ten. Okay. Yeah, you <laughs> bob and weave through these uh, cockroaches and rush to your phone. He makes no motion to like attack you or anything. As you get close to him, though, you hear another push notification come through, and then another shit, one. Shit, 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 Yeah. Uh, Stay together, God! <laughs> you successfully grab your phone, and, uh, are you, do you want to get away from him after, or are you just next? Oh, no, I immediately check the phone. <laughs> okay, uh, the, they're all notifications from your bank, uh, notifying you that you're overdrawn. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, Alexis is, is... Gonna struggle to try to pull this cockroach off of James. Okay, uh, that sounds like a scrap to me. Nine plus zero, a nine. Okay, you hit it. Uh, it's got a hard exoskeleton, though, as bugs do, and don't really do anything, and it kind of just jerks its head and cuts you with its cockroach mandibles that it has. Uh, take two damage and pick one of the options when you uh, do damage to something. Or when you scrap right? Uh, let's see. I'm going to say I create an opportunity for my allies. Okay. Yeah. You kind of like, you have this cockroach in like a full Nelson. Yeah, I'm holding like, someone, someone kick it. <laughs> the asshole business guy is just like, no, no seriously. seriously. None of you matter. I mean, you're all here wasting probably your parents' money on some bullshit basket weaving class. Ha! Huh. I have no parents. <laughs> okay, don't care. Not really the main thrust of my point. Y'all taking classes from this fucking con artist? He doesn't even work at the school. I mean, I, what, are, what are you going to school for anyway? He looks over at uh, James. He's like, what, what's your major? Oh, uh, biology? Okay, okay yeah, yeah, whatever. whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we need to buy up this school and uh, just, just turn it into an online business school. school. Well, that's really where the money is. Ugh. Um, I, okay, I, I'm near him, aren't I? Because I picked up my phone. Yeah. I go, okay, look, fuck you, and I just try, I just kick him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> as hard as I can. What, uh, what's your HP at, remind me? HP? Uh, mine's full. I, I haven't, yeah, nothing's, nothing bad's happened to Sloan, baby. All right, roll the scrap. You got it. Okay, that's a... 11 plus 2, so that's a 13, baby. All right, choose uh, two things to do. I overwhelm him with force. Um, All right. And I uh, impress, surprise, or intimidate my target. So I I think I intimidate the shit out of him. Yeah, you kick him hard, and he doubles over in sudden pain and looks up at you with shock, and then... um, Decks you in the face for six damage. Oh my god! Holy shit. Lays you out on the floor and just stands over to you. How dare you? Hey! You are no one! He is like standing over you ready to punch you in the face, which would kill you. Yeah, I'm assuming my nose is like broken at this point with that yeah. much damage. I think Quentin is going to try and scrap and take control of the situation. He just wanted to hit him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, give me a scrap, Quentin. Oh, do I want to scrap or do I want to threaten? <sighs> I think 
I think we're in the we're in the fight. I think this is a fight. I'm almost dead. Yeah, I. <laughs> if you don't fight him, Ursa will, yeah. and Ursa will probably die. You do have to have someone at a disadvantage to threaten them. Okay, that's true. I'm I'm still I'm still full Nelsoning this cockroach. <laughs> yeah, you're just wrestling a cockroach on the floor. I'm imagining like like an idol animation. You're just like holding right. it. <laughs> just just wriggling around with it. I want to try and use my idol on again if I can. Yeah, go for it. I go fuck you, and my words appear in big block letters. Fuck you, and then my idol on punch it punches them into webbing that web him down. No, it doesn't. The skeleton in the chair kind of moves slightly and falls over onto the ground. Fucking, what's going on? <laughs> Give me a scrap roll, Quinn. Help me! <laughs> Alright. Seven. Alright, uh, with a seven, yeah, choose one thing. Take control of the situation. I run up, and I fucking sock him, I think, and then I say, you fucking idiot. You're in my world now. You're down here, buddy. <laughs> Your world? Please. Maybe 20 years ago. But look at you. You can't even make your Eidolon come out. You're worthless. And he, as like, underneath of you, just, like, punches you in the gut, and you're down to one HP now. Okay, I'm going to try to do something smart. Okay. Can I dredge the undertow and see if I can tell? Because I, I, I saw his Eidolon before. I knew what it was. Yeah. Can I see if I can understand what's happening or how we can fix it? Yeah, I, I'm going to say as a piece of flavor, mm-hmm. too, as he punches you, Quentin, that tarot deck you had just, like, goes spilling out of your pocket all over the floor. Oh, no. Professor. My lowest point. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give me a dredge of the undertow. Okay, that's a nine. Four, five, six, seven, plus two, nine. What you feel in this moment is that Quentin was right. You do matter. All of you matter. And you need to find something in yourself to let this guy know that you do the hard way, since he's not listening. And since he's also borderline killing all of you. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't tell me don't... I do matter, but also I don't want my friends to die. Do I throw myself? Uh, all right, Ursa, I'll, I'll throw one extra thing in here. Um... The tarot card, the tarot deck went spilling everywhere. Mm-hmm. Which card do you see kind of glowing faintly now? Hell yeah. Mm, let's do star. Star makes sense. All right, yeah. The the star card is like calling to you on the ground. Um, and you know what? Just for the sake of uh, plot expediency, all of you tell me which card you're seeing is like almost calling out to you right now. Um, I think I mine would be chariot. Alexis is going to see the magician. That That's very good, Crystal. If no one's going for the moon, I'm actually going to change my mind to the moon. That feels more bear-like in my head. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, based on a cursory glance of what the main tarot cards mean and yeah. what my character's whole entire deal is going to be, I think I'm going to need to go with the hanged man. <laughs> that works. I was also going to say maybe temperance because you're straight edge. <laughs> but I can also see Hanged Man. Do you, is this just for the students or also for Quentin? Well, Quentin, you already have the Hermit. But it didn't work when I was down there, is the thing. It didn't. But it did. It does seem like there's something holding you back from getting from, from making this happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's a minute where the devil card glows, and he feels real bad 
Ooh. He's like, ah, oh, where's the hermit at? Where's the hermit at? <laughs> Give me the good shit. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, each of you sees one of the cards that fell out of Quentin's pocket, like, calling to you. Most of you are hurt very badly at this point. What do you do? I go for my card. Yeah, I crawl my way towards the car. Okay, yeah. Uh, you... Uh, as you touch the moon card, Ursa, it uh, bursts into pink flame. Fuck yeah. And you feel something rising up in you. Ooh, um, this is... Uh, honestly, I didn't know what I was expecting, but this is... This is good. This is good. This is good. Ursa, like, centers herself and moves her claws to the side and then just yells. Oh, no, actually, she doesn't yell. She just kind of says it softly, but but strongly, like, Eidolon. A pink heart with a circle. Think of, like, a ring of Saturn around it of blue energy starts flying around Ursa. I put my hand into it, and then it transforms into a Tommy gun. What do you do as everyone looks on? I shoot this guy. All right, give me a bombard roll. That's a 10. All right, uh, you're going to do... One. How much damage do you have? To, one damage, right? Yeah. So you do just shoot him. He's still, like, under Quentin, even though he punched him, and he just, like... <laughs> Holy shit! And you can see, like, the bullet hole is, like, burning with pink fire. All y'all who saw what happened, what do you do? What the fuck? Since I'm still struggling with the cockroach, I'm gonna say when the Arcana cards went flying... Yeah. The magician, like, dramatically flew towards me and landed on my forehead. And and I, I, could, I could feel a, a magical connection to it. And I knew the word that I had to say. And it was uh, Eidolon. <laughs> The magician burns up, and then the fire, like, spreads around my shoulders and perches on one of my shoulders and turns into a black kitty cat. And then the black kitty cat jumps off and turns into uh, a cat lady. And the cat lady is holding the two photographs I have taken. In the first episode was the phone and the one I took before of the elevator. As you... Uh, as it comes into being, that that elevator photo suddenly develops. And I am going to summon that elevator mold reality. Let's see, biz? Yeah. 9 plus 2, 11. 11. Okay, yeah. Uh, the elevator smashes through one of the walls, uh, crushing two of the cockroaches. Sloan and James, what are you doing? I'm... I'm watching all of this kind of unfold, and I look down at my phone in my hand, and I get another overdraft notice. (laughs) (laughs) And I just go, fuck this. And I, like, wipe the blood off my face, and I sprint towards the card. And I dive, and I grab the card, and I crumple it in my hand. And I I yell, Eidolon. I start to, like, double over and breathe really heavy, and smoke starts, like, coming out of my breaths. Um, and then flames erupt from my back, um, and a huge buff lady with a giant axe comes, like, just pulls herself out of the flames. She's got dragon wings and a dragon claws, and she's breathing fire, and her hair is smoldering, and she just grins. Great. Uh, what do you do? I fucking, I go, hell yes! And <laughs> I, um, take a big swing 
at the uh, they were like the cockroaches who aren't currently being put in wrestling holds um <laughs> are like grouped together aren't they uh yeah the two of them got crushed one's in a wrestling hold there's two left okay i take a swing well she takes a swing um with uh the big axe at the can i target both of them let's say yes okay Give me a scrap. She takes a swing with her big ol' axe, and that is a 11. You, um, punch the shit out of these cockroaches, and they explode into flames when your fists connect. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, James, what about you? Uh, James has just sort of quizzically watched everything that's happened so far. Uh, and while everyone else has had to kind of work to get to their cards, James is just kind of laying at his feet the whole time. He bends down, he picks it up, he kind of turns it over a few times, cocks an eyebrow, looks at everybody else, isn't really sure what's going on, and just goes, uh, Eidolon? <laughs> and suddenly, uh, he's taken over with immense pain as a giant glowing hole, like, a beam of light bursts out of the small of his back, and then a pair of giant wings come out, and for a moment Fuck. it looks like he's sprouted angel wings, but then, like, the rest of the giant owl claws its way out, uh, and yeah, he's just got a huge fuck-off owl on his back now. Uh, as this owl emerges... Forget, uh, everyone, this party is a furry. <laughs> as this owl emerges, James, your mind is, like, suddenly flooded with almost too much information. You can sense, like... The uh, movement of air through the room and the, like, pulsing of everyone's hearts. And you can't, like, get concrete. Like, you don't know exactly any one piece of data, but you can see how it all flows together in this huge tapestry of just movement and uh, being. And it all just kind of, like, forms in your head in a very cohesive whole in a way that you can kind of understand, but you can only grasp one little bit of it at a time. Sick. <laughs> so there's one cockroach left, right? Uh, yeah, the one that's uh being wrestled. But uh, didn't she have to stop wrestling it at some point? Or no, she didn't. Okay, let's see. What's a what's a cool way to kill this thing with with my powers? I'm not sure there really is a way, but uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have an offensive based thing, but I mean, if you wanna tell me, you know, I mean, you can improvise. James, remember that sci-fi movie we both love, Men in Black? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually. Um, okay, I'm gonna run over, uh, to the, the, what's his name? The dude we've been fighting. Is he, is, like, where, where's he at right now? Uh, I think he's kind of out from underneath of Quentin. He's been injured a couple times, but he's not, like, weakened, per se. Is he on his feet or what have you? I think he's gotten to his feet, yeah. Okay, uh, James is gonna run over toward him, and I don't actually know anything about bugs, but he's going to try and make, like, some clicking noises to get the last roach's attention. All right, <laughs> sure. And, like, tr try and, like, face it. He's going to try and face the roach toward the, uh, toward the, the, the asshole in the suit. Give me a dazzle roll, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ten! <laughs> uh... You open your mouth, but nothing comes out. Um, the owl behind you throws its head back, and from its beak, a bunch of clicks come. And the roach, like... <laughs> the roach, which is being wrestled by Alexis, suddenly starts struggling and pulling towards, uh, Alexis, towards this guy. Alexis, let go. You speak roach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let it go, because I've seen Men in Black. <laughs> Wait, what, what the, the hell, hell are you doing? doing? What? what? <laughs> 
Uh, it tackles this guy, and he wrestles with it for a moment before punching its head off and getting back up to his feet. What are you doing? You, none of you people matter. What are you... Stop it! My Eidolon changes from a Tommy gun into a grenade launcher. All right. Yeah, roll, uh, roll bombard. Yep. Uh, ooh, that's a four and a two. I'm going to use an overdrive yeah. and re-roll that two. Uh, that's a three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, so choose one of the downsides. I'm gonna take the minus one forward. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. You just kind of panic and shoot him with a grenade launcher. I've never shot a grenade launcher before. He, like, swats at the grenade as it's coming at okay. him. Uh, and bats it away, but it still explodes, uh, close enough to him to hurt him. Uh, and he, he's gonna take another point of damage here. All right. Uh, I think Critton's ready. He's been scrambling, looking at the cards. He's like, where's the magician? He's like, as he's doing that, he sees the devil card is slightly glowing. Also, because we're in metaphor land, there's cigarettes and the gin and his vape pin over there by it, all like pointing in that direction. Um, There's a summoning circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then he's like, oh, my Eidolon is over there. And I run over and like scramble over to my skeleton. And it's holding a faded magician's card. And it's like, oh, that's that's not me anymore. And I move the skeleton out of the way and there's the <laughs> hermit. <laughs> I like go to grab that uh the magician card and fucking it's dust or whatever along with the skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and I grab the the hermit, I guess I guess I'm the hermit now? <laughs> and I as I said that, I say the love bu-! and then like an young version that looks all in magician's garb of a spider with like all the symbology and all that stuff appears and then like it turns to dust or to smoke and then it reforms it's like speaker box and it like (laughs) and it like lands with like a thud like a woof (laughs) yeah yeah i think the the skeleton like crumbles into dust and like flows into speaker box yeah uh and i was gonna say I'm going to do the fuck you thing again. Hey, I don't think you heard me last time. Fuck you. <laughs> and I like it. The, the words, my, as I say it, the words appear in the air in big block letters and speaker box punches them and like gobs of webbing. Go hit that guy. Yeah. All right. So I think you're pushing yourself to use. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm trying to try to think through how this works. <laughs> I will attack you. are transforming sound into threads. Yeah. You're, you're using like old time. Yeah. So that's one overdrive. Uh, and I'm trying to find where I've got your sheet so I can figure this out right. All right, yeah, all right, so you are, uh, bombarding him, yeah. Bombarding? Uh... And you'll deal plus one damage because you're using your transformative power. Okay. Is there any way I could use overdrive to power this up? Uh, I don't think at the moment you can. Okay. I'm gonna do this move anyway because I'm dumb. Oh, shit, yes. It is 10 before anything. Okay. Um, but I'm also right. going to... I, I'm going to hop on the desk and, like, go into a weird backbend laugh. Like, motherfucker! Like, I'm almost horizontal <laughs> with the table in this ridiculous backbend. And you hear my knees crack. Uh, minus two... Minus two HP, but one overdrive. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hit him with, uh, that's gonna do two damage. Trying to remember what he is at. No, okay, yeah, he's done. The, uh, the, like, web bullets just hit him, and he explodes into dust as they do. 
as he disappears, uh, the room lightens up. Um, the damage that the elevator made when it burst through the wall corrects itself. It honestly is starting to look nicer in here than it does in real life. Quentin's still on the table in that pose, and as soon as that guy's gone, he falls from being in a super bin back pose to just falling on the table. <laughs> great job, everybody! <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, great job. What's this about you not actually working for the school? Sometimes you're a TA. If you go to a school long enough, people just accept you're there. So, like, a professor died? I... My last name isn't Brooks. I lost it in a gambling thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'll be playing the role of... Wait, pro- the real professor's d- dead? Did you kill him? No. 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 <laughs> hey, um, I, I appreciate all of this insight into um, your thing, but, um, and then I just gesture at the giant flaming dragon lady oh, behind hey. me. Ah! Oh. Ah! The hell is this? It's uh as you're saying uh like that the um door which was not there for a while is suddenly bursts open and um Joanna is there ah! is what is all the ruckus going on in Oh my word <laughs> oh, uh, Okay um hey Joanna I don't super remember you but can you give him the spiel? You have... You've completely... You're not guests at all! Oh, no. <laughs> that sounds bad. Well... Are we not? No, you're clearly the cleaning staff we have been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! I told you I didn't like that correlation! <laughs> <laughs> well, this won't do it all. You can't stay in a guest room if you work here. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I... I am so pissed, and um, my Eidolon just kind of, like, fist pumps me and, like, nods in solidarity. Uh, I think Ursa... Uh, she approaches the elevator that um, uh, Alexis summoned, which inexplicably has a track leading up to her to get into. <laughs> and she ushers... She, like, gestures all of you to come in. Ursa approaches Sloane before they get in the elevator and says... Hey, I thank you. Are all of us in our eidolons crammed at this elevator? <laughs> Put those things away. It is far too cramped in here. I don't I what? Don't know how? Oh, for goodness sakes, this is well, you know, I, I suppose we can't uh, complain. Any help is better than no help, I suppose. I like in the chaos, like of all of us crammed. I just kind of look over at uh, Ursa and just like nod and <laughs> give her a smile. Yeah, James is just gonna stare daggers at Quentin for the entire elevator ride. <laughs> <laughs> He's just slumped in the corner, laughing. <laughs> we lived! Hooray! Hooray! Good job, class. James just glares harder. Uh, my eidolon is is back into a kitty cat. And it's kind of pawing at Joanna, and I tell it to stop. Stop it. Please control that animal. I call it back to my shoulder. Uh, the elevator opens up back on the uh, first floor of the mansion in the, the foyer, and uh, Joanna wheels out into it. He goes, all right, now I am unfortunately going to have to ask you to leave. The The servant quarters are in no condition to be used at the moment. Uh, 
So you are gonna have to go home for the evening. I expect you to report to me first thing tomorrow to start your first proper day of work. Ursa nods. I hate this. Are we gonna be getting paid for this? That's... We, we, we will discuss more about the arrangement of your employment tomorrow. Stapleton! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the front door bursts open and, uh... He goes, yes, ma'am, well, I'm ready. I'm all set to go. This do that again. <laughs> and uh, he gestures outside. You know, Stapleton, you seem like a fun guy. Don't encourage him. He gestures outside where um, there is not a limo waiting for you, but uh, what looks like a very run-down city bus. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on. Is this because we're... Not guests. Of course, we only we only roll out the VIP treatment for guests. Of course. God damn it! I hate this shit. Even in. Do you ever have guests that don't turn out to be servants in the end? Oh, for goodness' sake! Uh, nearly always. I'm frankly quite cross that you've bamboozled me in this way, and I am trying to be a magnanimous boss and let it go. Uh, fuck this! And I get on the bus. Yeah, I get on the bus. Yeah, I'll get on the bus. What other option do we have? Yeah. Yeah, we get a bus. I don't want it, but... <laughs> we all... <laughs> Just a bunch of... Looking down, kicking the dirt. <laughs> I think Ursa's really happy to get on the bus, because hopefully that means she can be out of the undertow, and maybe never come back. Probably not, but maybe never come back. It, it nice. seems like we're going to be working here, so you think you're kind of freaking out about it? Yeah, she... On one hand, she's not loving it, but on the other hand, she's not alone, which was the main reason she hated the Undertow, because y'all are here, so that's slightly better. Aww. Stapleton gets in behind all of you and closes the door, and the, the bus pulls away. Quick question, and, uh, um, out, yeah. out of character. Is Stapleton now wearing a little <laughs> bus un- uh, driver's uniform? Uh, yes. Excellent. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for asking. <laughs> um... Also, uh, not we haven't unsummoned our Eidolons yet, right? Uh, if you don't want to, you haven't. Cool, because I really like the visual of my giant buff dragon lady crammed awkwardly in a bus seat with me. I keep, I keep putting my hand in the heart, and then it's like, oh, it's a shield, and then it changes to like a slingshot, and it changes to nunchucks, and then it changes to a sniper rifle, then it changes to. And that's the whole ride. Uh, my Eidolon is on top of the bus, Garnet style, just like po- arms in like a meditative pose. Like, well, time to make peace with this. We're in it. Uh, it is now very dark outside. You can't even really see outside the bus. You just see your own reflections. And as the bus kind of drives along, you find yourselves all slowly drifting to sleep. And each of you wakes up in your own beds. I immediately grab my phone and check to see if I still have those overdraft notices. You absolutely do. Shit! I guess I have a dorm room somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah, I don't know. It was either gonna be a dorm room or behind a trash yeah. d- a dumpster. I'm gonna go with dorm room. That's fair. Uh, it is time for you all to get ready and head to uh, Professor Brooks's class. What do you do? I get ready and head to my favorite professor's class. Uh, what's the problem here? Yeah, how about the rest of you? Uh, Alexis is in the mattress in the back of her van, like Greg Universe. <laughs> and her Eidolon is nuzzled on her belly like a kitty cat. Excellent. And she just has the most noxious hangover you've ever had. 
<laughs> I I go, I'm not being a fucking janitor, and I put on a movie, and my Eidolon is with me, and I just hold a bag of popcorn over her head, and it slowly <laughs> starts to pop. Uh, oh yeah, what does your Eidolon look like in the real world, Sloan? I forget. Oh god, um, I think it's just like a little, um, I, I didn't, I forgot to give that much thought, so my- Oh, we forgot to do that with you, yeah. because we did your character- Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Everyone had like a more mundane form, their Eidolon. So I gotta do a gut instinct here of, um, I think it's, like, it's a dragon statue, um, okay. but, like, it can move when I want it to. Like, like it, it can it can go incognito as, like, one of those kitschy, like, you buy it at, like, a comic book shop, like, dragon statues. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, Sloan, I think, I, I just remember you during character creation mentioning you had a roommate that you hated. Yeah, they fucking suck. Um, yeah, I think uh, she's waking up and seeing that you're, like, watching a movie. And she's like, don't you have class? I'm sick. Oh, okay. Um, are you just, are you going to be hanging out in here all day? Yep. Oh. Um. Okay. Bye. And I turn up, I turn up the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, how are, it's. Like eight o'clock, can't you keep that? Can you put on some headphones or something at least. Headphones broke. Uh, Maybe I'm secretly the bad roommate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so James wakes up in his room. He doesn't have a roommate or anything, but he just he just has a regular dorm. Um, he's gonna go to the class. Uh, and but he. He's going to feel a little confused at first, wonder if maybe that was all just a dream. And then he's going to look at his hand and there's a wristwatch that wasn't there before. He's going to be like, oh, right. Uh, so he's going to grab the baseball bat that he keeps next to his bed. Oh. <laughs> James, buddy? He uh, just sort of, he sticks that into into his backpack there and he's going to head to class, but he's taking the bat with him. Uh, he he wants words with the teacher. All right. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Ursa, uh, did they leave it? No. Yeah, hey, Quentin. Like, are you just going to your class as usual? Um, I think there is one thing in the morning where we should show that he wakes up like next to some some his partner. Uh, and he's wearing a bow tie with eight eyes, and he sighs at her, and he's like. I'm in it again. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no. <laughs> and then he goes to class. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Quentin, you get to class and um, you hear a lot of uh, chatter coming from your classroom as you kind of round the corner towards it. Um, and you see that the classroom is completely packed. Great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Ursa and uh, James, you... <laughs> You kind of show up around the same time, and yeah, see that, like, nearly every seat is taken, other than, you know, y'alls. Huh. Okay. Also, for the record, Ursa is a, a person again, or looks like a person again? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, this is new? Interesting? New. What do you think, James? Uh, James doesn't say anything. He just looks at the teacher, does that thing where he takes his, like, first two fingers and points at his eyes, and then points his index finger at the teacher, and then goes to his seat. <laughs> Quentin shrugs, and one of the eyes on his bow tie blinks. <laughs> okay. well, morning, Professor. Uh, Ursa gets close to, to Quentin, and 
gave to him uh, an apple, and it was like, "Hi, I found it on the tr- on the trash outside. Have a good day." <laughs> and then she goes and takes her seat. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> the the other students all just kind of eye this, and uh, you know what? Here's here's the like shot I want to end on here, Quentin. Is that one of the front row students? is uh has a book out and they're reading it and uh you see the title is narrative musicology and the occult philosophy of stories second edition written by quentin brooks Idle on Pop is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash playtest. You can follow the show on Twitter at playtest. You can follow Crystal at Arcane Crystal, Ty at Sirius Tiberius, Mike at Mike Loves Rabbit, Fabby at Fabby underscore Garza, Zoe at Blankzilla, and me, Luke, at SSJ Speed Racer. Special thanks once again to Max Knightley for our theme song, Party Crasher. Uh, Idol on Pop will be back on May 11th for Patreon subscribers and on May 18th for everyone else. See you then! See you then!